Happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday to you. Yes! Yes! Worst birthday ever. <laughs> Thank you. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eric's looking at me. I just wanted to let the diesel ride for a minute on a Monday. That's hey, okay. it's the day after your birthday. You're that song allowed that. rocks. Again with the birthday. Please <laughs> leave it. For folks wondering, the open music is Salsalita Summer Nights by Diesel. Okay. You can find that on song. Spotify. It's the best open in the business right there. Yeah, you're right. It's 11 minutes up. after 8 on this Monday morning. Want to bring in WTMJ meteorologist. No. If you wouldn't mind coming closer to the mic, uh, if you wouldn't mind identifying who you are and where you're from. Okay. Start on that side. Uh, Rochelle Hackman from Muskego. Becky Jans from Slinger. Carrie Schwartz from Grafton. Linda Krieger from Milwaukee. So where do the cool beans sing out of? Like, where, where are you? Each other's homes. We, share. <laughs> yeah, we, we take turns. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Please tell me they paid you. <laughs> you got something out of this. This is payment enough. Yeah. Thank you. I am grateful. Thank you, ladies. Um, so cool. Uh, how is it, how easy is it to uh, hire your services? Oh, just um, we have a Facebook page. I guess okay. is our best yes, way to find cool us. Beans. Mm-hmm. Cool yep. beans. Yeah. Yeah. And so. you, you guys sing quite a bit. Are you out and about quite a bit, or is it just a hobby? Or it's a hobby, but we are a, a part of uh, a bigger organization, uh, the Crosstown Harmony okay. Chorus. Yeah, well, you obviously know what you're doing, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that sounded fantastic. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So crosstownharmony.org, and that's our, we have about 30-plus members now, and we're always looking for more members. So mm-hmm. anybody who wants the challenge of four-part a cappella, uh, come and find us. Or if you'd yes. like to surprise Vitrano, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's celebrate all week. That would make me. Yeah. It's your birthday yes. month. Yeah. It's, this is great. Birthday this is year. Great. It's not. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. And thank you. So yeah. the cool beans. Uh, they did bring one more tune for you to enjoy on oh, your good. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong in this old world. Some little song won't cure. Whether you're rich or poor, of this little fact I'm sure. It's a pretty good old world if you will treat it right. The earth and skies, they harmonize. Let's sing again, sing again, there's music in your heart. 
but you must do your part. Let's sing again. Cause I'm happy, oh so happy when somebody sings with me a simple melody. Let's sing again. Without a song to sing, what is there to cling to? Life wouldn't mean a thing without someone to sing to. Though now and then, though now and then, the world may seem so blue. A song will see you through. Let's sing again. Let's sing again. Let's sing again. Come on, let's sing. Without a song to sing, what is there to cling to? I said, let's Life wouldn't mean a thing without someone to sing to. Let's sing again. Sing again. There's music in your heart. If you can sing your part, find some good old song from way back when. And then. Outstanding. And now I would like to sing. I kid, I kid. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 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 818 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Anything else, sir? No, no, go go along with the show now. Just give me a cake. That I at least would have eaten. (laughs) Goodness. All right, enough on the birthday. Storm Team 4, uh, WTMJ meteorologist uh, Craig Copeland is joining us now to talk about our wild week of So weather. Craig also sings. I, I I cannot tell you how happy I am that I got to be a part of that, to, to listen along. Because <laughs> you know, that, you know so well the misery I am in today. That made my day. I know it might have ruined yours, but it made <laughs> my day. And also, just to be clear... Not because the, the ladies who oh, are they're fantastic. fantastic. Singers, they're right? fantastic. I just yes. don't want yes. attention on my birthday. I thought I escaped mm-hmm. it, and here we are today, and yada, yada, yada. Another birthday, too. I remember I used to watch you on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, right. So how old must you be now? <laughs> yeah, but what did my son say? Uh, welcome to ye olden times or something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks, dude. So, hey, listen, Craig, let's start with this because we've got this wild weather week ahead. Could see a high of 70 or so on Tuesday. I don't usually get very interested in the why with you. I more expect you to tell me the what's happening. But what gives here? Yeah. Yeah. We are we are moving from the wow. This is really an unusual winter to the you've got to be kidding me portion of this winter. Uh, and you can draw a straight line from uh, what this winter has been overall to El Nino. And, and in simplest terms, El Nino is an unusual and ununderstood by and large uh, warming of the Pacific Ocean waters near the equator. And it is such an expansive, the Pacific, this just in, the Pacific Ocean is pretty big. And it's such an expansive warming (laughs) of the ocean water that it actually warms the atmosphere above it to such an extent that it changes weather patterns over the Pacific Ocean and downstream. And guess what's downstream of the Pacific Ocean? Us, North America, the United States. And so our weather pattern has been out of whack in what's referred to as an El Nino weather pattern, which by and large typically leads to unusual warmth across the northern tier of the United States. 
But we had some crazy roller coaster stuff taking place this week, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, with, and we usually get a day or two of this right every spring or every fall. Where we yeah, right. We pop a day. One day that's unusually warm, and then we crash down the next day. And that's what we have coming to uh, this week. Today, I think low 60s are a good bet. Tomorrow, around 70. And then from tomorrow to Wednesday, we are going to lose 45 degrees or so. Oh. We're, we're going to go from highs around 70 tomorrow to highs just in the mid to upper 20s. <laughs> mid to upper 20s on Wednesday. And while we're making that transition, we may have thunderstorms on Tuesday night. And then before the sun comes up Wednesday mornings, those thunderstorms will turn into snow. It's likely it's there's going to be at least a little bit of light snow on the ground on Wednesday morning. So let's talk about the threat for severe weather, Craig. And, and you've explained this to me before. When I see such a dramatic change in our high temperatures, right, when you go from one, whether yep. it's cold to warm or warm to cold, that is at least one element that causes me to think like, boy, could we have severe weather? What's the difference? Because I know we're looking at only like the the slightest potential, if any, right, for severe weather on Tuesday? Yeah, it's not completely off the table that that we that, that we pop a severe thunderstorm or two on Tuesday night, especially maybe with some hail or some gusty winds. Um, by and large, you're right. The, the, when there's a dramatic shift in uh, a, a dramatic cold front comes through, a dramatic shift in temperature, the atmosphere can be very volatile. And and what that really what that really um, means is happening is that you get big upward motion in in the atmosphere. You really need two things to get severe thunderstorms going, and that is rising air, rapidly rising air. And you get that with a cold front. And the stronger the cold front is, the more rapid the air rises. It cools when it rises, and you get showers and thunderstorms developing. And then also a difference in wind speed and direction as you go from the ground up. So if it's much windier up where the clouds are than it is down here on the ground, and when the wind is blowing, say, from the south or southeast on the ground, and the wind is blowing from the west up where the clouds are, that can lead those clouds, those thunderstorms that develop, to start rotating. And, of course, we've already had to deal with one tornado, uh, this, or at least one tornado this February. I'm not saying we're getting tornadoes tomorrow night, but I'm saying there are some ingredients that are going to be present tomorrow night that could lead us with our second round of severe weather this this month. And tornado or not, that's darn yeah, right. unprecedented. Talking with WTMJ meteorologist Craig Copleen. So I guess looking forward, Craig, like beyond this week and whatever, you know, we always talk about when is winter really over and when has spring begun? And it's kind of a moving line. Keep always. looking over our shoulder. Right. Wait a minute. Wait In a Wisconsin, minute. <laughs> right? It gets warm. And we're like, oh, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Well, it's not. I, I, it's, I even, I never tell people it's it until March is over, right? right? I mean, March is a winter month. And it'll snow in April yet. And it can snow in April. And it snowed as late as May 10th. That happened in 1990. We all, those of us who are around remember that. Um, But I got to tell you, even when we crash down to highs just in the 20s here on Wednesday of this week, we're going to turn it around and warm up very quickly again to the low to mid 50s by Friday, 60s this Saturday. We may be making another run at 70 
on Sunday. And there are indications that temperatures are going to continue to be warmer than normal into the first couple of weeks of March as well. So I just my training tells me that I can't tell you this is it, but I'm not sure if this isn't it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell, <laughs> tell me it's it. Yeah. I, I think I think you have to ask the question too whether whether El Nino, with our just general global climate change that we're go, that we've had going on for so many years now and that continues to accelerate, has made this a little bit more of an El Nino er El Nino, you know, even warmer than normal, typical El Nino. You know, we have we've had more extreme weather events for so many years now hotter heat waves, colder cold snaps, drier droughts, wetter floods. This may be an El Nino or El Nino, which is going to pretty much prohibit us other than for about that two weeks, that two week stretch where we had the two snowstorms, the one real big one, followed by about a week of bitter cold. Other than that, this has been a dang near unprecedented winter. I'm sure you'd agree with me on that. I I would. And uh, last question for you, Craig, in terms of past spring, as we get into summer, I know El Nino is generally thought of to be a sort of a a spring phenomenon or but did are we like somehow on track for a warmer than average summer then? When you start talking about forecasts for months and seasons in advance. Yeah, I know. You don't get, like to get past it, it, three and five days. But tell exactly. me about five months from yeah. now. Where are we at there? What about July? But, 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 I, but I will give you the but here. And that is to the extent that we do have projections that do attempt to look out months and seasons in advance. The answer is yes. There are indications to the degree that you want to, that you that that you feel comfortable looking at them and, and and believing them, and they're fairly low confidence. There there are indications that we're looking at a warm spring all the way through and a warm summer. I'm gonna tell my guy Brent at uh, Absolute Comfort HVAC we should start doing the start doing the AC tune up right now. We should get off the furnace thing for a while. Very good thought. <laughs> Appreciate it, Craig. That's Thanks, WTMJ Craig. meteorologist Craig Copeland live with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Actually, that's an important question. What is my retribution here? For For what? For what you and Pancake did to me For celebrating your birthday. Yes, which you know I did not like (laughs) anyway. I don't know what you mean. Retribution. (laughs) Why are you getting back at him? Well, because they celebrated my birthday. They put up balloons for me. (laughs) Had people sing. People said, happy birthday to me all day. What an outrage. (laughs) So you don't like it on Facebook when people post on your Facebook page? No. You know what else is coming up? Our our anniversary. Ooh. That I guess I'll take. February 28th was the first day you and I and is that right? Greg Pancake Hill relaunched this program, Wisconsin's hmm. Morning News. Gene was on the air Friday. We were on the air Monday. Boom. Done. <laughs> yep. Figure it out, boys. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, we have. Hey, um, so high heels have a love-hate relationship with most people who wear them. Some people are okay with it. Others are not so fond of the... Uh, the tricky footwear. I think many women that I know will often characterize it like this. Like, I'm willing to make that sacrifice because I think it makes me look better. Or I feel more confident or whatever. However, I don't really enjoy Yeah, it's, it's wearing painful. Right. right. However, a new study indicates there is a benefit to wearing three-inch heels. I investigated... 
High heels, the shoe everyone loves, but no one wants to wear. Okay, Kristen, do you wear high heels? These days, rarely. Absolutely not. Do you wear high heels? Yes, wearing them now. All I right. think they're like four-inch heels, All right. three and a half at least. These are pretty tall ones. Stilettos? No. I purposefully wear heels when I'm on the TV set at Milwaukee PBS. I feel taller, I feel stronger, I feel prettier. I feel like I'm in command. But how do you feel physically? Afterwards, <laughs> they hurt your feet. However, I cannot deny the fact that they make your legs look awesome. I know the benefits of just the vanity point of it. That's probably how I got my husband. But now I'm married, and now I can just wear flats. If I were to tell you that a study says that heels are good for you, how would you respond to that? <laughs> I think that sounds bogus. I'll need some proof on that. I would call shenanigans. I said in these shoes, no way, everyone is fly on wearing the high heels, but you may be surprised to learn that these shoes can actually be beneficial. I think most people probably would guess that wearing high heels often is a bad idea. Gretchen Reynolds writes the Your Move column for the Washington Post. She says there's a study out there from the University of Texas that indicates high heels can make you a more efficient walker. The scientists recruited a group of women and also men and they put them in high-heeled Chuck Taylor sneakers that had a heel of about two and a half to three inches. So, right. so a decent heel. And they asked them to wear them for 14 weeks. And after the study, they discovered that the subjects began walking differently. They checked how much energy these people needed to walk on a treadmill. And it turned out that after they'd been wearing these high heels for several months, they could walk better. They could walk what scientists call more efficiently, meaning they used less energy to go at the same speed. And that means that you can then walk longer and faster using less energy. I said in these shoes, I don't think so. Walking in heels shortened calf muscles and stiffened the Achilles heel, prompting the changes in how these subjects actually strutted. So, more efficient and less energy. The study could do wonders for people with mobility issues. And that includes, say, older people who often find walking really hard. It, it requires a lot of effort. And if you can make it feel easier to them, they might be able to walk longer. They might be able to go farther with their dog, with their grandchildren. And the same for people who maybe are out of shape, who haven't done much walking lately. So the next time you squeeze into a pair of Aquazura heels, just know looking that good will be worth it in the long run. Well, I'm not changing my mind. It still hurts your feet. I said in these shoes, I doubt you'd survive. All right, so we should point out the study wasn't talking about stilettos <laughs> for these. It was men and women what who were wearing that, like them. Six-inch heels? Yeah, something crazy. But these were Chuck Taylors that were kind of... So, like, they had a thick like heel. Like heel. Yes, and yes. it's at least three, two and a half to three inches tall. And then, thus, you start walking differently, and then you become 
more efficient and use less energy. Isn't that the opposite of how they designed those trainer shoes that Kramer was wearing? <laughs> okay, like yeah, yeah, everything yeah. goes back He's to Seinfeld. Jimmy. Jimmy helps. Jimmy jumps high. <laughs> I think that was the Jimmy episode too. You may have recognized some of the voices in there: Julia Fellow, Sandy Max, Jessica Ty, Debbie Lazga, and Kristen Bry all participating as we chatted high heels. Appreciate their yes. expertise. Eight forty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great show today on a Monday. Come out of the gates hot. Mm-hmm. Bet. Lots of news. Really hope we learn a little bit more about this situation with the missing little guy, three years old, from Manitowoc County. To Rivers is the community where he went missing. Manitowoc police and volunteers from around northeast Wisconsin still plan to be searching for him. It's almost a week now. Probably remember that Amber Alert coming across on your phones. What was it, two, late Tuesday? That sounds In the right. afternoon, yep. early evening, yep. or... or um, late afternoon and you know just the, the care that people are willing to to put in the time they're willing to give up what they're willing to do for a family that they don't know people they haven't ever met people are joining this search up there in northeast wisconsin for elijah vu the more people that we can get together to do this um the more we can actually maybe make them that little bit of a difference we have kids of our own and so if it was one of ours we'd want everybody to look it's uh, NBC 26 News out of Green Bay talking with some folks who don't know the family, don't know what's going on, just came down there to help search. Um, sadly, no good update on this right now. Manitowoc police are leading that search. They updated a news release Sunday after looking once again. They've had dive teams searching rivers and waterways. I don't have an answer to the question as to whether they have information that that's where they should be right, looking right. or if they're just, you know, scratching that off the list, due diligence, we're searching everywhere. You, you would think that we might be able to get some more details today at some point, right? With mom going through court. And then this other guy is supposed to go through yeah, court the caretaker, as well. So caregiver. Elijah Vu's mom lives in, according to authorities, Wisconsin Dells, and she was not with him when he disappeared. The district attorney who, and again, right now, mom and some other person associated with this, we don't know the relationship with Jesse Vang that he has to the child, but uh, both of them have been charged with child neglect. So the district attorney had said at a court appearance late Friday that uh, the mom was not with him and that the child had been sent to stay with Vang for, quote, disciplinary reasons. What does that mean? And what type of discipline was to right. be administered to this yeah. three-year-old child and, you know, is Vang a suspect? What 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 is he? So you're right. There's so many questions that maybe today's court hearing, I think it's an initial appearance for mm-hmm. them, right. will reveal. I don't know if there'll be a criminal complaint that will have a chance that usually has more details in it. Um, the FBI now involved in the investigative effort as well. Crime Stoppers out of Manitowoc offering a $1,000 reward for information that would lead to a break in the case. And right now, right, three years old, Elijah Vu from Manitowoc County, still missing this morning. 848, Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand it station. It makes me think of the good old days. Oh, Happy going. birthday to you. You sure grew out of your baby ways. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> 50th birthday, wish you many more. Health and wealth and friends by the score. Cut the cake and let's eat some more. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.
Happy, happy birthday to Worst birthday ever. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank so you to the, the fine ladies of the Cool Beans Quartet for coming in and singing the surprising Vince for the birthday song. They earlier. were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, WTMJ's five-day forecast is sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Get you a couple of these eye-popping numbers real quick here. 63 degrees, your high temperature away from Lake Michigan today under mostly sunny skies. Tuesday's high could hit 70, 64 at the lake. Not too bad. Chance for showers and maybe a storm Tuesday evening, and then Wednesday could turn to snow. High of just 31 on Wednesday, Thursday's high 41, Friday back up to 50 under mostly sunny skies. WTMJ's Steve Scafidi is uh, coming up next. Happy birthday! And and thank you. Good. Add yourself to the list. (laughs) Something I want to run by you because I don't... This whole thing about the NBA All-Star Game and whether or not Milwaukee is going to get an opportunity to host the game has bugged me. It's bugged a lot of people, and I, I think, Steve, probably it's because you know, when you're somebody who's born and raised here, you're tired of Milwaukee being underestimated, and we carry that chip on our shoulder around a little bit. And I kind of thought we had graduated from that. And then what's happened is just days after the Bucks put in their bid to host either the 27 or 28 All-Star Game here in Milwaukee, the NBA comes out, and I'm mixing sports metaphors here, but seems to move the goalpost on us and say, well, if you want to host the All-Star Game, you have to have a billion direct flights and all these five-star hotels and all this other stuff. That seemed not earnest to me. Right, it seems um, cheap. Right. What's, what, what gives? I mean, I think it's disrespect, right? They, they promised, I mean, unless I'm wrong, they promised the Bucks, Peter Fagan and the Bucks, that we would have an All-Star Game, right? So what's going on here? So... Mercure had President of the Bucks Peter Fagan on Wisconsin's Afternoon News Friday, and I just want to ex- play for you this quick exchange because I really appreciate how Fagan framed it. Are you disappointed, Peter, that we haven't had the game yet? I mean, now we're talking, if they do pick us, it's going to be almost 10 years since Pfizer Forum was built by the time we would host the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I'd say I was disappointed when they didn't promise us the game when we said we we're going to put a shovel in the ground. You know, I think, I think Milwaukee deserves... You know, the type of recognition, the investment that the owners have put in the ground and, and the city and the state and the county, like you know, this is that's kind of part of the return is, you know, to to get these great events, you know, in part of the league, you know, that we're in. So, I, you know, I do expect it beyond frustrated with the time and the delay and uh, the duration. But again, like, you know, we're not kind of stepping back from the fact that we should be a host of an NBA game, an NBA All-Star game. I texted Peter after I heard that live when Mercure had him on. I texted him. I'm like, thank you. Like, for someone born and raised here, thank you for fighting for us. Because, honestly, the Bucks are fine. The ownership group mm-hmm. is fine. Of course. Peter Fagan's yep. fine, whether or not we host an All-Star game or not. But I was as skeptical as anybody, Steve, when these guys from outside of Wisconsin came in and bought my basketball team, and what's going to happen, and are they going to try to sell it and move it, and all this other stuff, and... These guys are fighting for Milwaukee, and they've elevated our own opinion of ourselves, where we maybe back in years past would have laid down and well, I guess we're just okay. not as big as, yeah, we're not Chicago, we're yeah. not L.A. I mean, here's the reality. We're, we we hosted now, I mean, you could argue about the DNC because of the COVID pandemic, both national conventions. What is different between that event, those events, and an all-star game? Come on, we're close to Chicago. You don't think people have private jets? Do we need direct all right. these direct flights? Yes. 
And if you needed to have those direct flights, you could certainly add them to the schedule. I'm sure the airport isn't that busy. I've been to the airport. A lot of time, there's no one there. <laughs> I mean, yes, come right. on. Do you need to have nonstop flights, like, just booked all yeah, the time? It's, it's right, so, why would we do that? Makes, right. That's bad business. See, I, I fully expect that this will happen. That it's going to happen. Ultimately, Absolutely. there will be an all-star game here. It's more disrespect for Milwaukee. Yeah. I always say every year, Giannis could be MVP almost every year. He's like fifth in the in the list now. Are you serious? Yeah. Have you watched the games? He doesn't even have one of his best players, and yet he's still always performing. And yet he's not even a serious candidate for MVP. We've done everything that you normally would have to do. We built a new building. We won a championship. We have the organization around it. We have the infrastructure around it. We should get that game. And I appreciate Fagan and that ownership group going to bat for Milwaukee. It is 8.57. Hey, happy birthday, buddy, by the way. Yes, thank you for all that. And and thank you to your family for playing along, too. That That was was very nice. Okay, I'm Already planning my retribution. (laughs) Scafidi's up next with the Political Power Hour. We'll do the business headlines first with the Milwaukee Business Journal's Linda Spice. Can you wish Vince a happy birthday? Wow! Okay. You hoping he comes home soon? Wow!